we never get what we want. We get what we believe and expect. So if there are things that you desire, you've got to work at the belief level and the expectation level, not at the I need to want it more or I need to work harder. Of course, there's work involved and there's nothing wrong with really wanting something, but that's not what creates it. Your belief and your expectation, which is driven by your belief, is what matches in the quantum field. Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of my podcast. And the guest that I have today, I am so excited to introduce you all to. Some of you might already know her because if you've been in my world for a while, you may be familiar with the the name Liz Nicholas. She is my mindset coach and mindset coach to others as well. And I'm super excited to have her here with us because you're about to get schooled in this session with everything you need to do to rewire your beliefs so that you are set up for success. And I'm going to let Liz tell a little bit about herself and her story as well. And I just wanted to say thank you so much, Liz, for being here. I'm really excited to have you. Oh my gosh, Nicole. I would never miss an opportunity to have a conversation with you about all things mindset and beliefs. I know we just geek out on this stuff. We love it. So I'm excited to be here. And yeah, a quick background about me. I actually like you. I was at one time a teacher. So we have that in common as well. And um, I was always fascinated, Nicole, by really why some people could learn and other people couldn't. And I really saw this. I know you and I have talked about this before. I really saw this in my early years in that career, that given the same environment, the same material being presented, the same person was presenting the material, everyone in the classroom was really at the same level, why would some people succeed and others not? And that just was so fascinating to me. And um, so I had a master's in education, and then I went on to get another master's in psychology. And then down the road, I wound up going to coaching school. And about 15 years ago, I started my own practice. So my work has centered around 100% mindset and changing our understanding of our brains, learning how our brain works so that we can actually program ourselves so that we can guarantee that our brain is working on our behalf. And that is the work I've done with literally thousands of women all over the world now. And it's the work I did to create the life and business that I have on myself. I'm the original guinea pig of my own work. So it's, it continues to be, you know, the greatest thrill of my life, really, to work with women and give them this information and see how amazing it can be when you really understand how your brain operates. And the difference between conscious and subconscious thoughts, and you have some basic tools, you can change anything in any area of your life or business. And it's just, it's thrilling. It's thrilling to watch people change their lives. It's fascinating. And the work that I do with you has absolutely changed my life. So thank you. It's it's been so impactful for me to see what is possible when you start to change your beliefs. And I think it starts with questioning them first, because I think what I didn't understand is there were long-standing beliefs that I just accepted as the truth. I just thought that that's the way things were. And, and I didn't even know that I could question it. And so there's that initial awareness of like, wait, that's not something I have to believe. And then there's that stage of like, it feels really uncomfortable because everything you used to believe, you start to realize isn't necessarily true. And it's actually holding you back from what you really want in life. Yeah. Yeah, it is uncomfortable. And it, it all starts with exactly what you said, thinking about thinking, metacognition, thinking about thinking. Most people don't spend any time during their waking hours thinking about what they're thinking. It's just going on behind the scenes. We're just walking around 
like programmed individuals just thinking what we thought yesterday and the day before that and the week before that and the year before that. Most of our 80,000 thoughts a day are recycled. And so when you look at it that way and you realize that a belief is just practiced thought, that's all it is. It's not true. It's not false. It's just practiced thought. It's something that we have thought so much that it feels true. In fact, sometimes it's beyond feeling true. It, it feels like identity. Mm-hmm. It's who we are. What we believe is who we are. It's self-concept. And so when we start really questioning that, like you said, we start thinking about, well, what am I thinking? And what if I didn't think this? What if I thought something else instead of that? What would happen then? What if I didn't believe this thing, but I believe this thing over here? Like, then what would my life look at? And just just questioning that, opening up to that, being curious about it is really the beginning of all mindset work that's just going to crack you open to, like you said, what's possible, right? Well, and I think for me, the part of the uncomfortable as well is that these aren't just our beliefs that we've chosen to believe. They were passed on to us many times by others. And I think that's where foundationally things started to feel uncomfortable because it's like, wait, but I love this person and this person loves me. And yet now I'm going to actively choose to believe something different than what they have taught me to believe my whole life. Yeah, our so our beliefs come from, the majority, the great majority of our beliefs come from our zero to seven years. And when I say zero, it's because science is showing us that in that third trimester, we are actually absorbing information from the environment. Wow. So from zero to around seven years old, we are actually in a different brainwave state than we are as adults. We're in what's called a theta state rather than a beta dominant state. And so it just means that we are more open to subconscious programming. It's sort of like, it's actually called a hypnagogic period. And it's it's just a period of time where we're in high imagination state. And if you think about children, that's what it's like to be a child that young. And because you're in a high imagination state, you're in this theta brainwave state, you're just really susceptible to taking on things from the environment. So it, you may have, you know, picked up messages from your parents and your grandparents and your babysitters and your teachers and your siblings and things on TV, but you're just sponging it all in and there's no discernment going on. Your subconscious isn't sifting and sorting and deciding, well, that's going to be helpful when I'm older and that's going to be positive messaging for my self-concept and There's none of that going on. It's literally just absorbing and storing all of this environmental information. It's sort of like we're going through a stage where we're getting programmed to be a little human being. Mm -hmm. So everything is being taken on. Now, science also tells us that even if you had an idyllic childhood, like amazing, and none of us had a perfect childhood, but even if you had one where you're like, gosh, it was pretty amazing, In my early years, statistics tell us still 70% of those subconscious beliefs will be negative. And that's under the best of circumstances. So most of us didn't have perfect childhoods. And so if you know that 70% is about as good as you can get in terms of that's only 30% will be positive, right? 70% are negative. If you had any kind of struggle, trauma, tragedy, adversity as a child, you can bet that a greater percentage than 70 of your subconscious beliefs are limiting. Wow. So the majority of what you're walking around thinking in your head is actually keeping you back from the life that you really want because you don't believe it's possible. 100%. But where it gets even trickier is you don't know, most of the time, you don't know that that's what's holding you back. And we can't actually ever see our beliefs. We can't, you know, sift and sort through and we have a sense of what they are because we have a sense of where we get stuck, but we can't actually see the exact beliefs. Mm-hmm. So it's a little mysterious. We're like, I have these things I want in my life and I'm really clear that I want them and I'm working really hard and still I can't get anywhere near achieving these dreams, these desires, these wants. And so when we see this, And let's face it, most people have that going on somewhere in their life or business. When we see this, it's an indication that there is a gap between desire and belief. That's when we are signaling to ourselves, 
something here inside of my subconscious is not supporting my growth in this area. I can't get there with the brain that got me where I am. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that shows the gap. Yeah. The reason for why you're not getting to where you want. And it's the difference between you believing and not believing. Yeah. Which is why just actioning toward your goals is not enough. Our action steps are, you know, doing things necessary. Hundred percent. We're not going to grow a business. We're not going to get healthier. We're not going to improve our relationships without doing some things. Mm-hmm. But when we come at a challenge, a desire, something we want to create, and we simply throw more action at it, or just different action at it, and we've all tried it, we've all done it. It's not going to produce lasting change because that's not where the problem is. The problem is at the belief level, not at the action level. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people will say to me, Nicole, well, but I'm just not doing enough. And so it is an action problem. I just need to do more things. If I were doing more things, then I would get that desire. And I always say, well, you can try it that way. You can willpower and discipline and push yourself and motivate yourself. But it's so much easier just to understand what you would need to believe in order to naturally be in massive inspired action. And if you come at it from that angle, it's easier, it's faster, and it's going to produce the lasting results you're looking for. Hi, my name is Allie, and I am in Nicole's Next Level Sales uh, Container. I signed up in September and we are about three quarters of the way into the program. Um, So far, my experience has been amazing. Nicole is amazing, as I'm sure you know. If you follow her, she's very, very entertaining. And um, yeah, I love her um, tough love, but kind and nurturing approach to coaching and sales. And uh, just being around like-minded women who are going through the same thing that you are is also has also been valuable every single week. Uh, accountability and support that we get from each other and also from Nicole's guidance has been immensely valuable. Also, uh, I love all the content that she has and the bonuses that she has on Podia. And it's definitely stuff that I've found valuable and that I'll be taking with me for the uh, months and years to come. And uh, yeah, so if you are considering signing up with Nicole, I highly suggest signing up with her program and you won't be disappointed. Isn't it incredible to hear how much progress these women have made, the growth that they have experienced because they put themselves in the room and in the community that made all the difference for them. And that's possible for you too. If you like those results that you heard, if you want some of those for yourself, let's chat. Sign up for a free 30-minute customized sales plan with me, and I will help you create a sales plan that's going to help you move forward in your business, and we can discuss opportunities for you to invest in yourself and get the support to really take this to the next level. I'm excited to hear from you. Go to the show notes, click the link that says customized sales plan, and let's jump on a call and chat about what it looks like for you to step into your next level. So you can still get it done the really hard, miserable, suffering way of pushing through it. You can get some things done, but you won't you won't create lasting change that way because we have a belief ceiling. Mm-hmm. You'll never get none of us will ever get beyond our belief ceiling. And that's the way I kind of like see it in my brain is like it's like the top of the room. It's the ceiling. And if you don't raise that, if you don't elevate your belief ceiling, it doesn't matter what you can action past. You'll always regret regress back down to that belief. So here's an example. When you look at people who win a tremendous amount of money in one way or the other, like lottery winners, for example, right? They like win a tremendous amount of money very suddenly. Statistics tell us that most of these people will not maintain that money. They will spend too much of it. They will give it away. They will be sloppy with it and misinvest it. Something will go wrong and they will not maintain that money, especially if they come from very modest circumstances when they win that kind of money. And that's a perfect example of somebody having a belief ceiling. If you believe you're capable of living at this abundance level, and then suddenly it's quadrupled, you don't have the belief to support that. And so literally, you will undo it till you come back down and match what you believe is possible and you match your self-concept. 
because your old beliefs are running the show. Basically, Absolutely. you never develop new beliefs on top of that to help you yeah. understand how to have a relationship with that money. Yeah. Same thing with people that lose 200 pounds. Yep. You know, you see this as well. They haven't changed what they believe about themselves. They haven't believed they haven't changed their self-concept. And because of that, despite actioning into a different body, they aren't able to maintain it because they don't have a self-concept. They don't have a belief ceiling that matches literally their new body. Right. I think the thing, too, that like was hard for me at first is I can't just choose a new belief and automatically it's a part of me. It's like a muscle. Right. Yeah. It's practice. It's just yeah. like, like you said, a, a belief is just a thought that's been practiced that you've thought over and over and over again. Well, if it's taken that long for you to really set that belief in stone, it doesn't have to take that long for you to create a new one, but it does take some intention. Absolutely. And a lot of like constant awareness. Like I know that that's part of my work with you is like really listening and being aware of my thoughts and journaling and verbally processing things with you because we don't always see it when we're in it. Yeah. And I think that that's a big piece of like, we don't even realize when the old beliefs have taken back over because the, we're so familiar with it. Well, our brain wants to be in the familiar. Mm-hmm. That subconscious loves being in a pattern, loves being in a habit, loves being in a well-worn path called a neural pathway, a belief. So it does take some real conscious effort, real awareness to what you're thinking in order to start that process. What I teach is really, there are three main pillars to what I teach. And then everything is like all the tools and concepts are really a piece of one of those three. And the first is clear intention. And the second is repetition. And the third is elevated emotion. Mm -hmm. And without any one of those three things, you can't change a belief system. But to your point, you know, there isn't much in life that we do in habit that we haven't had to practice, whether it's knowing how to play golf or playing piano or knowing how to drive a car. These things that we have learned to do where we can do them very naturally now, we don't have a lot of thought in how to swing a tennis racket. If we've been playing tennis for 10 years, we just get out there and we just do it. And that's because we practice over and over and over again. And that's the that's really the key to the subconscious in reprogramming the subconscious is using those three pillars. And there, you know, there's there's a technique to it, but using those pillars and understanding the repetition piece mm-hmm. is important. And then to your point, the reason we need that coaching and we need that person that's objective outside of us is because we can't read the label from inside the bottle, I always say. We can't see when we're back in the old pattern. It feels comfortable. It feels familiar. It won't feel wrong, not in the beginning. And so we have to catch ourselves. We have to notice when we're misaligned with where we're going. Um, And we do that in several different ways. And we have to, you know, have this constant conscious awareness where we watch ourselves think because the default is always going to be to go back to the old program. And in addition to that, and you know this, Nicole, there is a period of time where you have to hold an old belief and a new belief at the same time. It's called cognitive dissonance. It's incredibly uncomfortable. I mean, it's not painful, but it's uncomfortable because you're really straddling the old you and the new you. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, there's a period of time. It's not the same for everybody. It depends what you're changing in terms of belief, but there's just a period of time where you're kind of straddling and you're in both and it feels a little off mm-hmm. and it feels a little challenging. And it, it's it's sort of like, like you feel like you're kind of um, treading through mud or something. It's just, it's just hard, mm-hmm. but it's over fairly quickly. And then all of a sudden that new belief gets what we call upregulated. And that's the moment when you're just like, oh, I think this is just the way I think about things now. Like, this is just who I am. This is just what I know to be true. And it just, it kind of snaps into a groove in your subconscious. And that then becomes your new Dominant belief. Dominant one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, because I'll be fully transparent here. Something that I've been struggling with, well, not struggling with. You and I have worked together for a long time and we know my default. My default is when I'm doing something new, I default into what's wrong with me. I don't know how to do this. I can't figure this out. I'm confused. And I'm aware of that now. 
But to your point that you made earlier, just recently, just a couple of weeks ago, I was doing something new. And I remember speaking with you and just saying like, Liz, I know what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing, right? Me sitting here saying, I can't do this. I can't figure it. I know what I'm doing. And it feels so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> not, not that it felt good because it didn't feel good to be there because it was challenging and frustrating, but it's what I knew. And I remember you saying, that's what's familiar to you. Yes. You're still, and so I'm in a little bit of that cognitive dissonance right now because yes. I, I've also very much experienced the new beliefs and, and I have, you know, some of the, the progress and the success to, to show and yet I'm still straddling that sometimes because that old belief is so yeah still there and familiar. And I, I remember just feeling it, literally feeling like this feels good in a weird way because yeah. I know it feels it's comfortable, right? Why don't we wear the same pair of jeans over and over and over when we've got a pair in the closet that we know we look much cuter in? Okay. They're much tre- more trendy. They look better. I mean, you know, but we're like, well. I don't know, but the other one, I like, I love those. Yep. And we keep going back to that. It's the yep. same thing. We yep. love the comfortable. We love the familiar. And even though we can know that the comfortable isn't giving us the life we want, that belief isn't actually going to line me up for what I want. We're still so drawn to the comfortable. This is what I always right. do. This is the way I always do it. And that's why breaking habits is so energy, you know, needy. We have to be really conscious. We have to catch ourselves. We have to be aware of ourselves. We all have defaults. You're not the only one that has that I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I've all, my default has always been overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I can, now I can catch it after, you know, now that I'm like a hundred years old, I can catch this stuff, but, and it feels true. It feels like I am overwhelmed. And, mm-hmm. and, and it feels also true, like, because I have a million things to do. Like it just feels true. And it also kind of feels comforting to indulge in it maybe complain about it a little tell somebody i'm so overwhelmed oh my gosh i'm like this is really a lot and then they say oh you poor thing and like the whole thing has an energy to it right and i have to snap myself out of it and be like well wait a second hold on is that true like are you really drowning because you have 10 things to do or 15 or 20 like is there another way to look at this is there another program you want to operate besides this? Is this going to, is thinking this way, is feeling this way going to get you what you want? And I have to talk myself out of my own like tantrum. Right. Yeah. So we right. all do it. We all do it. And I don't think we ever stop doing it, Nicole. I mean, I think we get better and better. I don't go down rabbit holes anymore. But do we ever get to a place where we're like, oh, all my thoughts work for me all the time now. Life's fantastic. No, because we're going to keep desiring new things and that demands new beliefs. New level, new devil, right? Like there's, yeah. new, there's always a new, well, and like you said, it's, it's um, the indulging feels good. Yeah. And also I think that we're always evolving and growing. So there are always going to be new beliefs that we're taking on. And so it's constant. The work is constant. It's constant. Yeah. yeah. Now, something else too, that I've learned from you is like, you know, just thinking positive, a lot of, just think positive, you know, I know that, that that's said sometimes out there, or just think a better belief, what's a better belief yeah, you can right. think, and you can't just go from here to here, right, you can't just make this huge jump, and this is something yeah. that I've really worked on a lot with you, is like, what's the bridge, so like, I can't believe, like mine a couple of years ago was like, success was hard, mm-hmm. right, achieving success, was, and I'm an overwhelmed girl like you, achieving success without overwhelm and struggle and not knowing what to do and being confused and being super busy. It wasn't possible without all those things. But I wasn't yet at a place where I could believe in any way that success could be joyful and fun. Right. So I had these two very contrasting, like success is hard and difficult. And I remember one of the, the women that was in our group that we were working with was like, well, why don't you just say success is joyful and fun? Yeah. And you were like, nope, her brain's not going to believe that. That's a bunch of BS. And yeah. and it was. It's like, how am I supposed to believe that? And so it was like a bridge yeah. thought that we started working on. Like, well, what what can I believe right now that's a little bit better than that belief that's not serving me? Yeah. Yeah. We have to talking about bridging is exactly right. And and I'll say something about the whole just think positive because you know, I get on my soapbox about that. I don't believe in that at all. And in fact, I think it's done a tremendous amount of damage to have that message out there uh, because we can't think positive all the time. And so that believing that that's even possible is setting ourselves up for failure and, and we're going to beat ourselves up. But let me start with the bridging. So 
this is spot on. We can't go from, oh my God, success is hard to, it's so easy to be successful or success is joyful or it's too big a, a jump and your brain will just reject it. It's just silly. And it's the same thing if somebody comes to me and they say, you know, I make $50,000 a year and I just want to make a million dollars a year. And so I'm just going to start walking around saying I make a million dollars a year. And I'm like, it's not going to do a thing. Your brain is not even capable of doing that math, no pun intended. Like it can't do that. It's too big a jump. So we we want to just start to talk about where we're going. We don't need to talk into I've arrived yet, but where am I going? So right now, success feels hard. But I know other people have found it hard in the beginning, and I can see that they've gotten somewhere. And I know that every time it's hard, there's a lesson that I'm learning. And I know that each day, there's something that gets a little bit easier. Sure, would I like it to be faster? Of course, I'd like it to be faster. But I do notice that every time I show up and I try hard things, I'm getting more and more resilient. And it feels like I'm moving in the right direction and I'm proud of myself and I haven't quit yet. And there's something to be said for that. And you get the idea. This is how we have to speak to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we just capture those like little in between I'm on my way thoughts. Mm -hmm. And we do it over and over and over. And I mean, over and over and over, not, not for three minutes, not for two hours, not for two weeks, but like we consistently always do this. We speak into where we are going. And do we have bad days? Do we go into overwhelm? Do we go into confusion? Yes. But one of the things I just said this to a private client this morning because she was beating herself up about something. And one of the things she said in her beating herself up was, I always do this. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's we don't need the mistake to become an identity piece. So it's, I can't believe I did this again. I'm noticing it, but here's the thing. Tomorrow's going to be different. And my awareness is getting greater and greater. And like, we just don't want to ever make it mean just because we made a mistake or we fell down or we indulged confusion or overwhelmed that that's about who we are rather than looking at what's possible and what we're capable of. So it's a practice. You have to learn to do it. We don't always do it well. We all fall down. We all have the days where we do beat ourselves up and we, you know, take a step backwards. But but we just pick up from where we are and we tell a better story to ourselves about where we're going and about what's possible. And, you know, another thing I really like to tell people is when it feels like it's so darn true, something you believe that's limiting, start with even though I believe and like honor the limiting belief, even though I believe Everything for me is really hard right now. I also believe it could get easier. Like just start there if you can't get anywhere else. Like own it, even though I believe, and then just speak into, but I'm willing to accept. I'm starting to believe. I'm looking at. And you just like create a compound sentence like that where you're kind of doing that straddling. You're like, okay, I really feel like I'm in it, but I'm also willing to explore that. And then let me say something about the positive thinking thing, because, you know, you know I get crazy over this. <laughs> we are not designed to think positively all day long. We're not. Okay. The human brain is never going to do that. And there's a really good reason for it. First of all, we have a primal brain that's sweeping for danger. And we don't want to get rid of this part of our brain that says, oh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't go there. That's not safe. We need that part of our brain. So that part of our brain will feed us some things that feel like negative messages, and we want to honor that. So we're never getting rid of that wiring anyway. Mm -hmm. But more so, negative thought is just directional information. It's telling us where we are in relation to what we believe and what we desire. It's really important information. And that's why whenever a client says to me, you know, this is terrible that I was thinking this negative thought. I'm like, not really. It's information. Now we know where you are. And if we want to get somewhere, if we get into our car and we want to drive somewhere and we put that address into the GPS, the next thing the GPS is going to ask us after where you want to go is it's going to say, where are you? And if you pretend to be somewhere you're not, right, let's pretend to think positive when we're not feeling positive. If we pretend and we put that fake address in, we're going to have a hard time getting where we want really hard time. That's going to mess up that GPS badly. So we always want to be emotionally honest. Hey, this is where I'm at. This is what's going on. This is what I'm thinking about. This is what I'm feeling. It tells us where we are. It shows us the work that we need to be doing. 
and not from a, oh my God, you screwed it up place, but from a, oh, that's interesting. This is where I am right now. And I want to be over there. So how do I begin? And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, you want the contrast in your life. Everything you desire comes from contrast. And contrast is often realizing this isn't so fantastic anymore. Right. I'm not enjoying this job any longer. This relationship is not terrific. I don't like my health right now. Like there is a noticing and experiencing something that's unpleasant that gives birth to Mm -hmm. our next idea, our next dream, our next desire. So anybody that like ever tells us, well, you should just be happy all the time. The glass should always be full and all that. I mean, first of all, those people are super annoying, but it's also (laughs) just not based in science. Like your brain doesn't work that way. There isn't anybody that's happy all the time. And we wouldn't want to be because we couldn't grow unless we were having a more contrasting, diverse experience. Well, I love that too, just understanding. And I've learned that through you and and through Abraham Hicks, which I know we talked about quite a bit because it it so complements and parallels your work. And, you know, it's the contrast is how we learn. And you don't have one without the other, right? You don't have like my analogy that I always use is like a roller coaster. The high of the roller coaster is exciting because of the low. And you need that contrast to kind of point out, like, you know, when you feel good, because you know what it feels like when you feel bad. That's the only reason you know what it feels like to feel good. You actually need that, right? We, We see the light because we know the darkness. And, you know, one of my favorite things from, from Abraham Hicks, and you and I talk a lot about this because this is your work, the feeling piece of it. Yeah. And yeah. there's two things that I say to myself every day, every day. One of them is feeling good is the work mm-hmm. and feeling is the secret, which I got from the book that you recommended. I read yeah. a couple of years ago, which was so powerful. And that, what you were just speaking about makes me think of like feeling good is the work. What that means to me is I might not like where I am right now, but what's a better feeling? What's a better thought that I can reach yeah. for right now? Not, not where I'm eventually going, not my, what my waypoint is, but what can I step into right now that feels a little bit better? Cause to your point, we're not, we're going to visit the peaks and the valleys, right? We're going to have the highs yeah. and the lows. And it's not about not having the lows. It's about not experiencing them for as long because we have our tools that we need to get us through that. And one of my tools is always what would feel a little bit better right now, or what would take my attention off of it completely in a completely different direction. And I know you and I talk about that a lot. How can I go general? Yeah. 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 Like how can I get off of it altogether? Because sometimes just trying to feel better or, you know, what can I do right now? Well, sometimes it's not anything to do with that category. It's let me go into this other category altogether and completely step away from that. A hundred percent. And, you know, Abraham and Hicks, which I, I love Abraham and Hicks, and, and many people do, but many people don't. But what I would say is Abraham and Hicks is really talking about quantum mm-hmm. concepts, which is what I use in my work. Mm-hmm. When Abraham and Hicks are talking about the vortex, that's the quantum field. Right. Everything is possible. Everything literally in the quantum field exists in wave potentiality. Everything exists in a state of potential. And then when we match something we desire energetically, it can drop into material, like it can become part of our personal reality. Mm -hmm. So that feeling piece that you're talking about, which is so important that we be looking at and thinking about and monitoring, that feeling piece is telling us what our energetic signature is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in science, in in, um, neuroscience, you know, we can get an EEG, right? We can get like the electrodes placed on our head and then they can measure our brain and they can see what areas of our brain are firing thoughts, right? They can't see the individual thoughts, but they can see the electrical activity inside the brain. But what's really cool and fascinating is now there's something called, and it's been around for a while, an MEG, which is where the electrodes are outside of your head. Nothing is touching your head, but they can still manage, I mean, or measure rather, the electrical activity in your brain. How? Because you're actually broadcasting the energy outside of your body. Wow. That is crazy impressive to be able to measure that. And it's mind-boggling to think about it. So we're not just having these thoughts inside of our head that have an electrical currency to them. We are broadcasting them outside of our physical body. And that's why everything we're doing, everything we're thinking and feeling is connecting with everything else, which is what quantum physics tells us. It says there is no separation. Everything is communicating with everything all the time. So when it's sort of like, well, I'll just keep that thought to myself. um, There's no such thing. A thought is an energy. It's a vibration. So it's already out. 
It's a vibration. And we all know this on some level. We've all experienced when we've had a very strong positive or negative reaction to a situation or a person, an mm-hmm. event. And it's something that doesn't logically make sense, but we can feel it's a yes or a no for us. That's mm-hmm. when you're reading energy. That's when you're picking up on those frequencies that we're creating. And our thoughts and feelings are what's creating that signature frequency that we're sending out into the quantum field. Well, even for like what was coming up for me when you were saying that from a very simple standpoint, if you've ever been in a room and you're not facing the door and maybe you have your eyes closed and a person walks into the room, but they don't make any sound, you can feel it. Mm -hmm. You can feel when somebody like we are energetic beings. And like you said, our thoughts have a vibration. And I think that's fascinating because we we can feel it from somebody else, even if it's not something that's being spoken out loud. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, love has a vibration. Appreciation has a vibration. Mm-hmm. Anger has a vibration. Mm-hmm. Frustration has a vibration. That's, we're translating them through our senses, mm-hmm. but they're just vibrations. There's a great existential um, kind of quantum saying, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there, does it make a sound? And the answer is no. A sound is a human interpretation of vibration. If no one's there with ears, there's no sound. What happens when the tree falls is that there's a vibration. So our interpretation is the sound, but the sound is a human interpretation. Correct. It's vibration that actually happens when the tree falls. Yep. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it. Watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. And it's funny because I've heard you say this before too and I, I feel this way. The more you know about quantum physics, the more like it's like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> like The more you learn, yeah, it's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, it, wow. it is. It is. But it's powerful because... At the root of it all is really that we're all connected, that energy never lies. Energy is always being broadcast. There's always information about where we're going. If we look at our energy, if we look at how we're feeling, if we look at what we're thinking, we have all the tools we need. We have all the information we need to get anywhere we want to go. And that doesn't come from pink painting and pretending to be positive all the time. It comes from honest truth telling about what am I thinking and what am I feeling? And Mm -hmm. that information's got to be honest so that we know where we're going to wind up if we keep doing it. What am I thinking? And do I like where that's going to have me showing up, winding up? Yeah. Wow. One more thing that I want you to touch on briefly, because I I love whenever you talk about this topic, so many people, entrepreneurs, especially, and that's the majority of who's listening to this, female health and wellness coaches. And, you know, many times when I interact with them, it's at the very beginning or when they still haven't really gained some traction yet in their business. And so many of them, myself included, when I was new, spend time thinking, where's my stuff? Yeah. <laughs> where's the money? Where's the client? And, and I love to yeah. talk on this because you riff on this and it, it's just so powerful what is going on and what needs to be happening when people are like, where's my stuff? Yeah. I mean, well, we all do some version of that from time to time. Right. And I do think when you're starting out as an entrepreneur, I mean, I think we fall into that a lot Mm -hmm. and we need to see the physical evidence of it. Right. I think that's where we all, it's like, I need to see it in order to believe it, which which is the opposite of what's already on its way. Right. And you need to believe that it's on its way and then you will see it. Yeah, and, and of course, and I understand why that's a frustrating concept, which is why I try to like laugh about it and make fun of it. Because I understand when you say to somebody that doesn't have any money on their bank account and they're like, where's the money? And you're like, you can't come from that place. They're like, don't tell me I can't come from that place when there's nothing in my bank account. Like, I understand that. Where are my clients? You're like, you don't want to come from that place 
Because where are my clients is not an energy that feels good. And everybody that says that knows that, right? And that's not a thought that's going to serve you. And do you want to be coming from that energetic place? Is that your starting address? Is that what you really want? Like, is that going to serve you? And they're like, yeah, but it's true. So I, I do understand. It's like a, like a really tricky kind of paradox. But here's the thing about where's my stuff, any version of it. Where's, you know, where's the money? Where are the clients? Where's my husband? Where's my husband? Um, <laughs> yeah, where's my stuff? So where's my stuff is really just code for I'm looking at what is to tell me how I feel. And when we want to create something, we have to feel ahead of where we are. So Wayne Dyer talked about thinking from the end. Abraham mm-hmm. and Hicks talk about acting as if, thinking as if, feeling as if. When they say segment intending too, that's yeah. it, get, out, get out ahead of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I call it done energy. Like, how would you feel if the clients were here? How would you feel if the money were here? How would you feel if the lover were here? How would you feel? And you've got to find a way to feel it now, to be in that certainty, to be in that confidence. People are like, I can't do that because, because it's not here. And I say, you don't have to look at that particular situation to generate it. Just figure out what would you be feeling if the money were here or the clients were here? Well, I'd be feeling secure. Okay. Where else in your life do you feel secure? Forget about the money for a minute. Where else do you feel secure? Well, I feel secure in my relationship with my spouse. I feel secure in this. Okay, spend a lot of time thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Take your attention and put it on places you already feel secure. Generate more of a feeling of security Mm -hmm. because that signature is going out into the field. No matter what subject is creating that energetic signature, it's going out into the field. So I'd like to give the example, and you've heard me go nuts on this, Nicole, many a time. I like to give the example of Amazon Prime. We all want to have Amazon Prime energy. That's the energy that we want to have. And if you have international listeners, sometimes there is an Amazon Prime. Like, I know New Zealand doesn't have Amazon Prime, which is just devastating. And we have to correct that. Yes. They I have a client who's always like, that. I didn't even have Prime. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. How do you survive? But Amazon Prime is a perfect example of the energy we want to be in. When you order from Amazon Prime and you're a regular Prime member, you know, you've already, you've seen the magic at work, you Mm -hmm. order and you're like excited. You've placed the order. Now, nothing is there. Nothing has shown up. Nothing has like shipped. Nothing has happened. It's like five seconds after you place the order and you're so excited. You're telling people, I just ordered the thing. You're like picturing where you're going to put it in your home. You're really excited. Maybe you're throwing out something in your closet to make room for the new thing. Like whatever. You're, you're, you're done. You're in done energy. You're like, of course, why wouldn't I be excited? I don't need to wait till the package is on the front step. I'm freaking excited now. This is amazing. Oh my God. Even though you don't have it. I don't have it. Yep. I don't have it. I do not have it yet. And I'm not going to have it tonight and I'm not going to have it tomorrow and I'm not going to have it tomorrow night and I'm going to get it maybe sometime the next day. And we've all had the experience where it doesn't suddenly show up like first thing on that second day. And you still don't worry. You're like, well, it'll just be here later. I'm not worried about, oh, it's fine. Sometimes the delivery is a little late. Sometimes they're even a full day late. It's fine. Like we never lose our belief. We never stop being excited that it's on the way. And we're not waiting to enjoy it till it shows up. We're like, oh, no, 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 no. This is amazing. Did I tell you about the thing I ordered? It's on its way. Like we're in it. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of energy we have to create inside ourselves at the belief level about what we desire. We have to have that Amazon Prime energy where we're like, of course it's on its way. I can't see it. And we also don't go to the window 97 times. Nobody orders from Amazon Prime and then sits at the window. Nobody does that. We just trust. We're like, it's going to show up. It's going to show up. Right. I just know it is. It's happened a million times before. And if you've ever had the unfortunate experience of it not showing up, and I've had that, mm-hmm. you're just like, huh. And then sure enough, you'll get an email that says, you know, delayed something, a delayed shipment or something. And you're like, of course. I knew it was on the way. I knew it was just a little glitch. No big deal. I'm still excited. Yep. So it's difficult. And I understand it's difficult. It's difficult when your physical reality doesn't reflect what you desire. Mm-hmm. When what you want isn't here, it's hard not to look at that. 
But if you can remember the Amazon Prime example and be in the space of it's on its way, I just know it's coming and feel into that, that is the energy literally that creates from the quantum field. Wow. And that's what attracts it. Yeah. I had that recently. I don't know if this story is relevant, but it made me think of it. I had that recently with a pair of boots that I bought. So I was going to New York City a couple of weeks ago and I wanted this pair of black boots and I ordered them on Amazon because I didn't have time to go shopping. But I was like so excited about these black boots with this outfit I was going to wear them with. And the delay email came and then another delay email came and I had a flight to New York City and I had to make it happen. But I was like, well, I'm just going to I'm just going to go to Nordstrom and I'll look for a new pair. And the ones that were supposed to come from Amazon didn't until like later. And I got these new ones. They ended up being the perfect ones because when the other ones showed up, my whole point in telling this story is sometimes once you've just made a decision that this is yeah. happening no matter what, yeah, you're going to find a way. So even yeah. if Amazon yeah. didn't deliver, yeah. Yeah. Didn't, I still figured out a way. And it turned out to be an even better pair because when the ones from Amazon did finally arrive, I didn't like them. They weren't the ones yeah. I wanted. And so I think staying in that belief mode of like, I'm finding a boot that I want is is a part of why that energy allowed me to figure it out. Like I was going to figure it out no matter what. Well, uh, it's a hundred percent because the quantum field isn't particularly interested in our specific thoughts about how it should arrive. Mm -hmm. You know, what truck is going to deliver it? What time of day? Like the quantum field doesn't need that assistance from us. The quantum field can deliver anything. It can collapse anything that's a potentiality into a reality. We just have to be a match for it. Right. And so when you're in the belief, like, of course I'm going to find boots. I think they're coming from Amazon Prime, but then when they're not, and you're like, well, let's go to Nordstrom. Like, you weren't, oh, my God, I'm not going to have them. You just changed course. And then the boots will. Yep. They were the only pair that was at Nordstrom. And I, you know, it was like, but, you know, you know, I also have that belief, like everything's always working out for me. And and it is. But I think that's on the other side of what you said, probably the most important thing is like, you've made a decision that that Amazon, that thing that you are, that you have ordered from Amazon Prime is showing up. And if it doesn't come from Amazon Prime, it's coming some way, right? Like if your clients didn't come from your launch, you're still going to make money in your business in a way that maybe you hadn't even considered yet. But if you've made a decision that it's happening no matter what, and you stay in that energy, that done energy, it's got to come to you. It's law. Yeah. And I think I, I, I love the way you said that. I think the other thing that is, and it's a, it's a quantum concept um, and it's, it's a tough concept, but this is how I always like to explain it. Everything is always available. The quantum field, in the quantum field, everything is always available. There is no not for you. That's not going on. Everything lies in potentiality. And so if that's the case, people are like, well, if that's true, where's my stuff? And what I always say is when you match it, you will see it. It's not that it wasn't there. It's that you won't see it till you're the energetic equivalent of it. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about. When you stay in, well, I'm going to find myself some black boots. You are in that certainty and you will, one way or another, be crossing paths with black boots. Well, and I think just to touch on what we said earlier, that's when you are available for seeing every because you, you believe it. Your belief, we see what we believe. And so that's what I was available for. You see all the different things that you aren't seeing when you're sitting in non-belief land. A hundred percent. We never get what we want. We get what we believe and expect. Mm -hmm. So if there are things that you desire, you've got to work at the belief level and the expectation level, not at the, I need to want it more, or I need to work harder. Of course, there's work involved, and there's nothing wrong with really wanting something, but that's not what creates it. Your belief and your expectation, which is driven by your belief, is what matches in the quantum field. Not being deserving, not working really hard and having earned it not wanting it desperately. That's not what matches the quantum field. What matches potentiality is belief and expectation. Because you take action on your belief. Yeah. If yep. you believe it, you take action in in the way that supports that belief. And that's what I've, I, of so many things that I've learned from you, I know that that's one of the biggest ones is our beliefs set us up for taking the action. Yes. Bring the stuff and attract the things because we've taken action based. And give us the ideas. When we're in the belief, all yep. the ideas show up. The right book, the right conversation, the right person crosses your path. You yep. have a dream. You have an inspiration. You have, that, that's where it all, again, because the quantum field doesn't need our help. It needs our belief and expectation. And then things can start to line up. I love that. The quantum field doesn't need our help. It needs our belief and expectation. That right there is the perfect way to say everything. I love that. 
So this is mind blowing as always, Liz. I could sit here and talk to you forever. And I know everybody who is listening feels the same way, like holy guacamole. Um, she just knocked my socks off with understanding what's going on. Where can they find more of you and get access to more of what you just shared here today? Well, you can go on over to my website, LizNicholas.com. I've got a free training over there that you can grab on how to do with beliefs. And it's actually called Get the F Out of Your Own Way. Yeah. about that, everybody. Um, but that's one place that you can grab a free training. And also joining my Facebook group, I've got a really amazing community mm-hmm. of about a thousand women and lots of my clients hang out in there. Lots of my former clients. I do free events. I've got a free event coming up um, at the end of April. I don't know when this podcast is interview is going to air, but um, so it's the Mindset Mastery School for Women in Business. And uh, I do a Monday show live every single Monday. I'm live. I answer viewer questions. I bring on clients. I do trainings. Like like I said, I have a week-long free training event coming up all on belief systems. And there are so many videos. There are so much training. And I'm in there every day. I post every single day. So it's a cool place to come and hang out and get a lot of free content. It's amazing. I'm in there. I'm in there all the time. Liz's content is so valuable. I always learn every post that you put up, I learned something from. And it's just, it's phenomenal every day to be able to learn a little bit more about my brain and move a little bit more towards the things I want in life because I understand better what the tools are at my disposal. Yeah, yeah. We all need to keep practicing, myself included. So we hang out together so that we keep practicing and keep repeating and keep up-leveling our beliefs. Amazing, I love that. I'm gonna say it one more time. The quantum field doesn't need our help. It needs our beliefs and expectations. I love that. Thank you so much, Liz. This has been amazing. Go to the show notes, everybody, to grab the link to her Facebook group. Definitely get in there. You're going to learn so much. Her events are incredible as well and are just absolutely um, something you need to be a part of. So get into the group. Go to the show notes to find that out. And again, Liz, thank you so, so much for being here. This was amazing. Thank you for having me, Nicole. This was awesome. Invite me back. I'll come back. Yes. Maybe we'll make it a reoccurring thing, Liz. I'd love to have you on here as much as possible because I know how amazing it is for everybody to hear this and uh, how much they learn from being in your energy. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing. I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you, and I can't wait.